I ain't gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in. That was weird. Welcome, 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 you motherfuckers, to the most anticipated season of entertainment you have ever seen. Only comparable to that one season of Scrubs where they said goodbye to all the characters of the season before and then they came back and they went to med school or something like that. But of course, I am talking about season two of Films with Feral Podcast slash Vogue slash whatever the hell you call it. Well, you stream shit on YouTube and you stream shit on a podcasting site. Welcome. Uh, really excited to be with you guys. Sorry for the long delay. Uh, sorry, this is actually a face for radio as well. A uh, lot of litigation going on with some sponsors. Not really allowed to go into it too much. Harry's Hemorrhoid Cream, fuck off. Um, but other than that, guys, excited to be back. Excited to be reviewing movies. All right, party people, welcome to season two of the Films with Feral podcast. Ozar, if you're not related to me, you might not have got your eyes on the beautiful something that is season one. Good news for you. That is all re-uploaded onto wherever the hell you might get your podcast. That is uploaded now on YouTube. Go check us out. There's some good shit in there. I promise you. Season two is going to be a little bit different. I don't know how different it's going to be yet. It's going to be a little bit more action-packed. Uh, we're going to do more than just movie reviews. Um, we might be reading more books. Just kidding. That's a photo book. I don't know how to read. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of different things here. Really excited though to be jumping in, kind of doing the vlog slash audio slash again, whatever the hell we're going to call it. Um, so like I said, we're going to do a little bit more than just movie reviews. However, season two, episode one will be a re movie review. I know I'll go fuck myself. Um, you know, went to the movie theater, um, had been kind of out of the podcast game for a little bit. Went to go see the the third installment, the third leg of the tripod, if you will, whatever we might call the third, um, you know, movie or something, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Absolutely uh, great, nostalgic movie. And as I'm sitting there full costume with my proton pack uh, in the back, it's really kind of weird to sit there with the proton pack in the back. Um, I was like, you know what? I can think of about five people that would like to watch a movie review on this right now. Let's get to it. Will I like movies? Oh, oh yes, I do. Do you like movies? Well, welcome to season two. All right, people. So like I mentioned, we will be reviewing the 2021 trilogy. I guess like I mentioned, the third installment of the Ghostbusters Afterlife. This movie picks up right after Ghostbusters 2, many years in the future, just pretending that the 2016 movie uh, didn't exist. Now, no disrespect to the uh, the female leads, um, you know, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, uh, Leslie Jones, no disrespect. Uh, but when I think about my Ghostbusters, I think about Harold Ramis, I think about Bill Murray, I think about Dan Aykroyd. Um, you know, those are my ghost Ghostbusters. I think about Sigourney Weaver, I think about are you a god? You know, I think about that shit. So I was a little skeptical uh, when I first heard that this was coming out. You know, I like any other fan, I saw the trailer with Ecto-1 kind of just being um, being revealed. And you're like, ooh, like this could go really good. Or Hollywood could just be a bunch of money-grubbing motherfuckers and just really want to throw out a sequel and uh, or a 
whatever the fuck you would call it, and just take my money, which, you know, they would regardless. But so I was a little skeptical about how it would actually be coming out, but uh, very pleasantly surprised that it's more than just a story. It's, it's more than just hunting ghosts with, uh, you know, proton packs. It's, it's a lot more. It's a really good story uh, to get into it. So it's, um, you know, like I mentioned, directed by Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman did movies such as Thank You for Smoking, uh, Juno. His dad, Ivan Reitman, directed the original Ghostbusters. Jason actually had a hand in writing this movie as well. Uh, but already have like the, you know, the Reitman connection right there. So, you know, you know he's going to do it justice. I mean, you know, that's his dad that did the first one. I don't know that if he didn't really kind of do it too good, I'm pretty sure that would be a, you know, a weird Thanksgiving, a weird Christmas sitting at the dinner table. Hey, you fucked up my movie series. So it was, uh, you know, ball was in Jason Reitman's court, um, you know, all the way. So in terms of star power, uh, you know, definitely something great in this movie as well. Uh, you had McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace just pretty much all over the place. She's been in Handmaid's Tale. I, Tanya, just about the younger version of every single woman in almost every single movie right now. Uh, you had Finn Wolford uh, from Stranger Things, from It, uh, One, It, Two. Um, you know, just really coming up as a great actor as well. Really, you know good comedic side. You've got Paul Rudd, who's in literally just about everything, is the sexiest man of the Alive 2021. Um, so you got him in it. Uh, you've got Dan Aykroyd, you've got Ernie Hudson, you've got Bill Murray. Uh, so you've got a strong cast, just to name a couple. Um, don't want to ruin it too much on terms of who's actually going to be in there. If you've been following this movie at all, though, you do know some of the heavy hitters that are in this movie already. So movie picks up, like I mentioned, rate down the line after Ghostbusters 2. Now the gang's kind of broken up. There's no real need for Ghostbusters anymore. We find that out earlier-ish in the movie. Um, Egon, Harold Ramis' character, um, kind of just goes schizo. He starts stealing some of the, you know, Ecto-1. He starts stealing some of the proton packs and just runs away to bumfuck Egypt of Oklahoma. Okay, um, so there Egon, aka the dirt farmer, kind of lives out the rest of his life. Um, through CGI, it looked like Harold Ramis, who had passed away a couple years ago, was in the beginning of the movie. So he's walking around, like it, just through CGI. I mean, we'll stop right there. I mean, there's going to be spoilers. Obviously, this is a fucking movie review, okay? If you didn't go see the movie, please go see the movie right now. But um, walking around, you know, Harold Ramis gets killed by ghosts. It made it seem like to be a heart attack, uh, but boom, he's gone. Uh, next thing you know, his estranged daughter um, and her two kids come to... Oklahoma, in the middle of fucking nowhere, to kind of pack up his shit, try to collect on a, a check, hopefully, and get the hell out of there. Uh, you know, what they are able to find through Harold Ramis's ghost, through Egon's ghost, to his granddaughter, uh, just a whole new generation of Ghostbusters literally born right then and there. Uh, you know, Egon leads his, uh, you know, his granddaughter to, you know, basically the promised land of any big Ghostbuster fan, you know, down into his lab where, you know, everything's just cooking up. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch. Just, you know, Harold Ramis is very present throughout the entire movie. Yeah, we've got this whole new generation of Ghostbuster basically just being born. Um, you know, ghosts start flying out left and right. Um, and here, if you go back to the very first Ghostbusters with uh, Gozer the Gazarian, um, you know, apparently this whole town was where some more shit was going to, 
you know, take place. Now, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, not to the extent to where I know every little nook and cranny about every little thing going on. Uh, science kind of scares me. Uh, same with math. So excuse me, I'll just, uh, you know, stick here to speaking on camera to, um, you know, you. Uh, but, you know, it picks up right there. We're seeing Gozer. We're seeing just a whole slew of kind of Easter eggs. We've got the Gatekeeper. We've got the Keymaster. Um, obviously not Rick Moranis. He's retired from acting. But, uh, you know, Paul Rudd jumps in there. Um, it, you have like little mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men's running around all over the place. But the goal is like the Dirt Farmer, a.k.a. Uh, Egon, um, you know, when he moved out there, he had set up this mine of traps knowing that the end of days was coming and he needed to stop it. Uh, but he died before he could actually fulfill his prophecy of it. So, um, you know, at one point in time, McKenna Grace's character is talking with uh, Dan Ackworth's character. Um, and then, you know, you don't really see anything more. So the kids just kind of take it upon themselves to go out there and try to save the world. Um, you know, just through some good old fashioned science and uh, protons, neutrons, electrons. Shout out to my uh, high school science teacher on that one. But, um, you know, you get in there, you're not really sure what to expect. But, you know, characters are there. They feel like they're, they're going up against Gozer. They're trying to screw with her. They're trying or it or, you know, what, what have you. They're trying to, you know, lock her, lock him back up uh, to prevent the whole world from kind of falling apart. So, you know, they feel like they're getting overpowered. They're trying to draw them back to um, Harold Ramis's farm to where they have the, just like the mega, um, you know, ghost traps set up so they can just suck in everything. It's got enough power to, you know, bring down someone of her caliber. You know, the kids are fighting. These are just little kids. I mean, they're middle school at most or maybe, you know, going into high school, really not sure what college they're going to yet, feeling it out a little bit, uh, getting some offer letters, who knows. Uh, but, you know, these are just some kids. So they really don't know what the hell is going on, but they're trying their damnedest to get out there. And just when you kind of think, um, you know, all is lost. Boom, boom, boom. You have Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray just pop out full suit, full, you know, proton pack and all and just start lighting it up. And if your skin doesn't just kind of pop out when you see that, just kind of like the, you know, the old regime just popping in, um, it just magical. Uh, but what really does it for me is towards the end, like, hey, we've got all the Ghostbusters just coming in there, they're, like they're back. They're just, you know, trying to, you know, take down Gozer. And then all of a sudden you have McKenna Grace's character who, you know, she might be in middle school at the very most. Like she's not equipped to hold a big proton, uh, proton pack, but you know, there she is anyway. But then through CGI again, you see, you know, Harold Ramis, you see Egon, you know, with his granddaughter as a ghost, just kind of like steadying her up um, and just, you know, helping her keep steady and, you know, help the rest of the gang, um, you know, defeat Gozer. And then you see a really nice shot towards the end right there to where um, Egon has, you know, left his granddaughter. Now he's just over there with, you know, the gang, with the rest of them, uh, just taking down Gozer together. It is absolutely amazing. I don't think I've cried that hard in a movie or I cried that hard since I was at Toys R Us and my mom told me I couldn't pick out uh, a certain Lego. Now that could have been maybe a year or two ago, uh, but let me just tell you, it, it emotional roller coaster. It has its ups, it has its down, it has its sideways. I don't even know what to know, but that scene where you have those four characters, you know, kind of just that kind of, you know, obviously those are the Ghostbusters. Those are the Ghostbusters that pretty much all of us know and love. Um, just right there and through CGI, through technology, you were able to kind of frame a Harold Ramis right alongside the rest of them. 
Uh, just absolutely beautifully done. Jason Reitman did this movie right 1,000 times over. Um, and just looking at what they were able to do with, you know, Harold Ramis, just, you know, there's been so many different actors that have died after um, a certain movie that really couldn't come back for um, a said sequel or something along those lines. And just through the magic of CGI, we're, we're becoming more and more advanced, um, you know, in the entertainment industry where you can do something like that. I can't really remember when I've seen something like that done before, and I sure as shit don't know if I will ever see something done that well. Uh, you know, the movie was, at the very end, it says, for Harold, for Harold Ramis, who had obviously passed away. Uh, just a genius in terms of movies in his own right. Uh, we're not even talking about his Ghostbuster character, but I thought that that was so just fantastically done. I don't even know if fantastically is a fucking word, but it was just so well done. Um, to get that out of there, that it, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, this movie gets the two fat thumbs up. It gets whatever the hell it wants. Uh, that could be me partially just being a huge Ghostbuster fan. It could also be me just being a sucker for, uh, you know, some sad moments in movies. But this movie was so well done. It has nostalgia. It has a great story, great characters, uh, and just all around it's fucking Ghostbusters. Okay, it's been since like the early 90s or whenever the hell Ghostbusters 2 came out. Now, I won't shit on Ghostbusters 2 too hard because, you know, it's a Ghostbusters movie, but it's kind of like, a, I don't know. I put Ghostbusters 2 up there right around with Caddyshack 2 in terms of sequels that make me want to um, run into a wall several times until I just fall asleep for an extended period of time. Um, Ghostbusters 2 just doesn't do it for me, but luckily the things that we bring back are very much Ghostbusters 1 related. Uh, so Jason Reitman, thank you so much for, you know, doing this movie justice. Um, thank you so much for just everything that this movie has to offer. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. It involves going to a movie theater, uh, which if you followed season one at all, you know I love going to the movie theater. Not only do I love paying uh, for overpriced popcorn, um, I like paying for overpriced pop, soda, cola, whatever the fuck you might call it. Uh, but the best part about the movie theaters nowadays are the big ass leather seats. You just sit on there, you put your little ass warmer on, you sit in there, you get nice and cozy. Um, once you get to a certain age, you get to actually pick out your seats. But when you get to a certain age, you get to, you know, pick the seat kind of like right at the end. So when you have to take a million piss breaks because you're drinking a liter of cola, uh, you can and not really miss anything. I held uh, my bladder for this one. It was really hard. I uh, really regretted it, uh, you know, once we left the movie theater. But hey, um, you know, no harm, no foul. Next time, probably invest in adult diapers uh, if we're going to go uh, that far in advance. But really can't wait to, uh, you know, really watch this movie again. But if you haven't checked it out, please do. Uh, please hit the like, the subscribe, the follow, the whatever the fuck it might be. Um, and let's just get after it, guys. It's been fun. Welcome back. Welcome if you're a first-time viewer. Excited to be having you. Uh, but, you know, follow, follow along and let the good times roll.